This truck has naughty words. Welcome to the Sexy Selfish Podcast Series. I'm your host, Shona Gates. I'm a women's life coach, success strategist, and a self-proclaimed badass. And I'm here to help you rediscover your authentic self, stop delaying your happiness, and step into your truth. This podcast has been created to connect, inspire, and nurture mums who want more. Are you ready? Before we dive into today's podcast, I just want to take a moment to remind you guys that the 10-Day Money Babe Challenge is open for enrollment. It's pretty much a challenge that is exactly like the title says. It's 10 days, you and me, daily content, and a step-by-step system to help really kickstart your money mindset journey, rewiring your money blueprint and creating a brand new financial reality for you and your family. It's giving you the basics and the foundations of how to actually manifest more wealth as well as unfucking your finances and taking some real world reality steps to actually creating massive change. It is a 10 day challenge. So it is just like a short burst, quick start, foundational shit amazing course that I'm so passionate about. I'm so excited about. And it includes all the usual goodies that I normally send out with my courses. So things like meditations, workbooks, exercises, you get videos, you get daily emails, little midi audio trainings, all the good things, right? It's one of my favorite courses because it's also at one of my favorite price points. It's $111. It has always been that price. It will always be that price. It is super affordable and absolutely any single mum can invest $111 into their financial future. So I'm really, really excited. The results from this 10-day challenge are beyond amazing every single time. So I just want to take the moment before we dive into today's podcast to remind you about that, to share my excitement with you guys about this challenge. And you can find out all the information at www.sexyselfish.com or the link in the show notes. And I look forward to personally welcoming you into the 10-day Money Babe Challenge. So let's dive into today's topic, which is exciting. It's a good one. I am get pretty passionate in this podcast, so <laughs> I hope you guys enjoy it. Hi everyone, it's Shona Gates here and I am doing probably my last pregnancy vlog update. I don't know (laughs) if this is going to be my last or I might get to squeeze in another one, but let me see if I can show you my belly. This is my 34 week belly. It is huge (laughs) and I am very uncomfortable, I'm not going to lie. My most comfortable position is actually sitting cross-legged. Um, which you wouldn't think being heavily pregnant is a comfortable position. Um, but for me, it's feeling really good. So I'm sitting here on the floor in my lounge room and just hoping to give you guys a little bit of an update. If you've been following my social media, you know, I've had many complications this pregnancy and I've done three previous videos kind of touching on gestational diabetes. Um, we had a couple of almost miscarriages and basically it's just been a really, really not complicated pregnancy it's been kind of messy 
been a bit of an adventure. It's definitely been different to my other two pregnancies. So we've made it to week 34, which is good. We've had a couple of like moments along the way where they're like, we're gonna try and keep them in as long as we can. So 34 weeks is pretty good. We were 34 and five today, so nearly 35 weeks. So what's happened since my last blog? Last blog I shared about the gestational diabetes side of things. That after now being diagnosed at 13 weeks and now being nearly 34 weeks, at 34 weeks is finally kind of under control. We've had a couple of weeks here leading up to this point, probably from about um, 29 weeks to now, where my sugar levels have been out of control. I mean, they're meant to be under five when I wake up in the morning and my levels are like at seven which is really high, which is really scary, which put me in a really, really, really high risk bracket for things like stillbirth, preeclampsia, and liver failure, just all these terrifying things. Um, so we've managed to, we've kept upping my insulin, which I'm having at night. I am eating so much food, it is crazy. I'm going to save the anorexia and gestational diabetes conversation for another video. I want that to be a separate one because when I was looking for information about people with gestational diabetes and eating disorder, I couldn't find anything. So I want to make sure that I talk about this before this pregnancy is over. He's kicking a lot right now. A lot. So my sugars are finally semi under control. I'm increasing my insulin every couple of days just to keep up with it as my body changes and... We've had a couple of extra scans along the way just to check things like his growth, fluid levels, my placenta and umbilical cord. It was really cute in the last video actually he was playing with the umbilical cord so they found it really hard to get a measurement for that because he kept squeezing it and tugging it and pulling it and it was just it was adorable to watch on the video. So even though all these extra scans and appointments and tests have been really annoying, really annoying, like they're always on a Tuesday which is my most mental day of the week. Even though it's been really frustrating, all those opportunities to see him a little bit more has just made it really special as well. So I'm trying to see the silver lining in all of it and just trying to remember to put my baby first for the next couple of weeks. So we also had to move hospitals. So my hospital where I delivered Eric and Holly and where I had like a personal midwife, an incredible midwife, Heather, who was also there for Holly's delivery and has been through me, been through this entire pregnancy with me. She knows all about my trauma from my first labor. She is just an angel. She was with me with Gawler Hospital. That's where I've delivered before. Felt really comfortable with the setting. I've obviously had two babies there before. Know the majority of this stuff, which is kind of cool. My sisters work there, my aunts work there, my friends work there, and I'm just really comfortable with this hospital. I spent a lot of time there, which is not like a great thing, but yeah. Anyway, so they called me into the big room. They sat me down with two obstetricians and the diabetes nurse and all these people and basically said, you're too complicated for our hospital. <laughs> we can't take care of you. You need a specialist diabetes unit. Like things are just getting a bit out of hand. And if the baby's born here, we won't have the facilities if his blood sugars are all over the place. We don't have the nursery facilities. So it was really about how can we make sure like if they basically explained if I went into labor and I had the baby at Gawler, they were going to have to put, basically put baby in an ambulance and send him straight down to the other hospital anyway. So 
We are now delivering our baby at the Lyle McEwen Hospital, which I haven't been to in like 10 years, had no idea. It's not an area of the state that I go into very often. It's only about an extra 20 minutes on from where our current hospital is, but it's just not something I'm familiar with at all. And I'm gonna be super honest, I'd heard some pretty horrific things. So I was instantly went into like, no, <laughs> you're not moving me. I will have this baby here. I will just close my legs. I, will, I, I, I can do it, I can do it. Has anyone seen that movie, What to Expect When You're Expecting? My kids love that movie at the moment because I'm pregnant, so they love watching it. And Cameron Diaz's character in that, she's like this fitness guru who gets pregnant. And she's all like, I can do it. I'm okay. Mindset over body, blah, 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 blah. And like pushes herself crazy and then ends up going, I can't do this at the end. That's me. I'm like, I can do it. I'm going to be fine. We'll just do things. And the doctors are like, no, Shona, you need to be at a different hospital. These particular problems that you have are really serious. And I'm like, it's fine, it's fine. And they're like, no, you need to listen to us. So I got a very stern talking to. We've had to move hospitals. I've had one appointment down there so far. The appointment itself was really good. It was about two hours. The environment I walked into was not what I'm used to. I'm so country that walking into this massive hospital, I had no idea where I'm going, all different types of people, lots of security guards. <laughs> like, it was just a very different experience. Like, I walked in and this guy was walking with a robe, like, with his ass hanging out, like a hospital gown, off to get a coffee. And I'm just like, what? <laughs> what is going on here? But the staff were all super lovely. Um, it is going to be a different experience for me going from a small country hospital where I literally know all the staff to a, a really big hospital. It's a tertiary hospital as well. So they have lots of students in, um, and kind of being more of a number rather than a person again is going to be a different experience. But I went into, it's called the dance clinic, the diabetes clinic and spent two hours in there. What I'm grateful for about this new program that I'm obviously a part of is I don't have to go to an endocrinologist's office one day and to a scan day the next day and then a doctor one day and then a midwife the next day. And I don't have to pay for all my endocrinologist appointments. What happened is I literally went into one room and a diabetes educator came in, an endocrinologist came in, an obstetrician came in, a midwife came in, and then I saw a dietitian as well, all in one room. Like I stayed still. There was a bed I could lie down on. There was a seat that I could sit in. The staff was all wonderful. I didn't have to run around to eight different places. So that part of it, I'm really grateful for. It still scares me delivering in a new hospital that I don't know anything about. I'm not familiar with any of the maternity stuff. It's like, it's like coming in at the lot. You know how you, your kids go to school transition and they like get a couple of transition visits and you meet the teachers and you go for a tour of the school. Like, there's just none of that. So I was just like, I'm thrown in the deep end at 34 weeks pregnant. I've only got a couple of weeks to go. And they're like, and it's just, you're expected to feel really comfortable and fine about it. And don't get me wrong, the staff have been lovely, but I'm still just a bit like, Ugh. but anyway, so I spent a lot of weeks with this whole, we're not sure how long we can keep your baby in lots of scans, lots of checks, something might be wrong, something might not be. And then I go down to this new hospital. I present my like sugar levels and everything's actually looking really good. My sugar levels are finally pretty much under control. 
baby's at a good size, everything is healthy, placenta's working, umbilical cord's working, fluid levels are good. And they've just basically said, it's okay. You can relax now. All you need to do is rest and eat and take care of this baby. And we're actually gonna cancel some of these emergency appointments that we've booked you in for. You don't need them now. You can just take it easy. And I burst into tears. And I got really upset and really disappointed. And I don't really know why. At the time, I didn't really know why. I just knew I was like frustrated and angry and disappointed. And right now I'm so uncomfortable. Um, so I was a bit confused about that. I called my husband and I'm like, guess what? It's great news. And he's like, so why are you crying? <laughs> and I'm like, I don't know. I think after having a pregnancy where it's just been kind of bad news after bad news after bad news, that getting some good news and being told it's going to be okay and you might actually get to go, you know, all the way right up to 39 weeks if you want to, when I thought I would be probably delivering him tomorrow, was just a huge shock after hearing... Bad news, bad news, high risk, stillborn, risk, 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 problem, 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 problem. To actually be told everything is okay just felt like too much. It felt like a lie, like someone was saying the wrong thing and I was going to get a call tomorrow that says, oh, actually. Um, it was really, really confronting. And my husband also said, well, Sharon, it's probably because they told you you'd be having him a lot sooner. And now you've got to be pregnant for another five weeks. It's actually pissing you off. That's probably actually what it is. I'm like, that's, that's probably true. Because now the thought of actually being pregnant all the way up until my due date is fucking terrifying. <laughs> like, no, bitch. <laughs> you've been telling me this whole time he's coming early. That's what my head's used to. And now you tell me I'm going to be pregnant, like, maybe into January. Fuck off. So I think it is a little bit of that for me. It was just like, no, you're changing everything that I'm thinking, everything that I'm kind of planned for. But as I've known the whole time with this, as he keeps trying to show me, I need to let go and surrender and just, just have this process happen. Anyway, so everything is actually going really well. We are hopefully going to have him there at the hospital. We're still going to have to be induced which is a bit of a pain, but I understand why. I understand why induction is the safest for my baby at the moment. I've been induced once before with Eric. It was pretty fucking horrific, I'm not gonna lie. But everyone's just said, you know, it was your first baby. You also had preeclampsia. It was very medically controlled induction. Um, it was very high risk. There was a lot of complications and things I didn't really understand being, I was 20 and having a baby. I didn't really know questions to ask. I didn't really know what was meant to happen. My body didn't know what the fuck to do. So that induction experience was really horrible. And I'm really hoping it's a lot better this time. Everyone has assured me, my doctors, my midwives, my obstetrician, that my body's already had one completely natural, spontaneous labor. That this time it should be very easy. It should know exactly what to do. Um, so basically, we're just waiting for an induction date at the moment. We're obviously still checking things. It depends on my sugar levels. It depends on growth scans, but at the moment, if everything continues, oh, oh, put your elbow back in. He wants out. He wants out. Um, if everything continues the way it has been, we might even make it all the way to 39 weeks, which is the week before Christmas. So I'm like, fuck. <laughs> this is going to be insane. I haven't started my Christmas shopping yet, so I really need to get a little bit more 
organized. I also have do have to be on high alert for any pre preeclampsia symptoms because I've already had that once before. My risk of getting it again is really high. And because I've got gestational diabetes, oh, let's increase the risk again a little bit more. I did not realize how dangerous preeclampsia is. Aaron and I both really didn't understand. When I went into hospital to have Eric, they're like all freaking out. And I'm like, okay, well, if we have to have Merle, whatever. Didn't really ask too many questions about it. Didn't Google it. Didn't understand it. Kind of ignorance is bliss in that aspect. It wasn't until we watched Downton Abbey, like when Eric was five and saw the woman on that diet of preeclampsia that we both looked at each other and went, holy fuck, this shit is serious. Preeclampsia is a real thing and it's deadly and it's really dangerous and oh my god. And so once again, the doctors and obstetricians sat me down and they're like, this is potentially going to happen again. These are the things you need to be aware of. Um, this particular type of symptom. So if I get any swelling, headaches, blurred vision, um, numbness in my hands and feet, like things like that, I have to go straight down to the hospital to get checked out because it is, you know, the chances of that happening are really, really high again. Um, and they need to get onto it as early as possible. So I know exactly what I'm looking for. I remember when my feet swell, it's like they're gonna burst. I can literally feel them slushing as I walk. Um, I do get numbness in my hands. I've had the flashing vision before. So I remember all those symptoms from Eric's. Now I just know exactly what to look for. Um, so if I get a combination two of any of those symptoms straight down to hospital. But at the moment, everything's been good. I've had swelling and I've had a headache and I've had different things, but they've never happened together, which is good. So fingers crossed. No preeclampsia this time. I'm also a lot more aware of what I need to do to avoid preeclampsia because with Eric, I did everything you shouldn't do because I didn't know about it. So I went out on my feet all day. I worked way too late in my pregnancy, high stress. Um, you know, we renovated our house a week before he was born and took, like we did, we did our floorboards. So every, all the furniture was removed out of the house. I had nothing to sit down. So I stood up for like four days straight. You know, I did stupid shit because I didn't know any better. This time I know better. And Aaron's constantly watching my ankles. <laughs> everyone, everyone I know who's close to me, is part of my family and friend, close circle. They're all like watching my feet. Like, have you still got ankles? Go and sit down. <laughs> Because they know it's it's quite dangerous. And once the swelling really kicks in, if I don't do something to stop it straight away, it just like moves up my entire body. I'll try and find some photos of when I was really heavily pregnant of Eric. And you can see the amount of swelling in my body is just insane. So that's what I'm really hoping to avoid this time is the swelling because that's what makes me so uncomfortable. What else do I need to share with you guys? Oh, we finally have some things for the baby at 34 weeks. I am so grateful to my friends and family because we've gotten rid of everything with Holly. We weren't planning on having another baby. Everything was gone. And we don't really want to, I didn't really want to go and like buy everything new. I know from having two kids previously, how little amount of time they spend in a capsule, how little amount of time they spend in a bassinet. So I'm like, I am not going and blowing all of this money I'd rather invest on shit that they're going to be in for like two weeks. Anyway, so I put the call out and we've got a car seat bassinet I finally packed a baby bag you know and we got the pram down from the shed and gave that a good clean that was like the one thing we kept from Holly um, was our big strider pram it's so old now that I can't get any replacement parts 
And if I wanted to get like something to go with the pram, they don't even sell them anymore. But it's still a great pram. It works really well. It's got these huge chunky tires, um, which for out here on country roads is great. So it's a Strata Plus. They don't even sell them anymore. You can't even buy spare parts, but it's going to be fine for our family. We're pretty comfortable with it. So I got pram, somewhere for him to sleep, some like a car seat, and I've got a bag packed for hospital because they were saying to me, you know, every time you come down for an appointment, bring your hospital bag because depending on your levels, depending on your blood pressure, you might not be allowed to go home. Um, and I think so mentally I was in this really anxious state for a long time without realizing it. And it wasn't until the reason then like everything's okay and that reason for anxiety lifted that I actually broke the fuck down and had like a full on week of anxiety and panic attacks and not wanting to feel alone, like just really really weird emotions and then throwing mercury, mercury retrograde as well and it was just like a big ball of fun but anyway i'm nearly 35 weeks i'm hoping to be induced at 38 i guess we'll see if we go to 39 i am really trying hard to just trust my doctor's advice on this type of stuff and, and trust my dietitian's advice i'm eating all the food that i'm meant to be eating even though it's such a pain in the ass i feel like between eating getting my feet up to stop the swelling and injecting with insulin and taking my medication and pricking my fingers. Like it feels like a full-time job, but that's just part of it. They're trying to remind me that like Shana, it's not for long. He'll be here soon. Our focus is to just get him here safely. So that's all I'm worried about right now. Sorry, I'm waiting on delivery. And that was like a delivery truck noise. And I was like, <gasps> but it then kept driving. Anyway, guys, that's, I guess, my update from now. I guess I might do another video. The next one, I'll probably be a lot angrier because I'll be a lot more heavily pregnant. Um, we'll wait and see. Or it might be a baby announcement when he gets here. The kids are getting really excited. They love touching my belly and feeling him kick and all of that. So it's going to be interesting. Anyway, guys, thanks for watching. Um, stay tuned for... Baby Gates' arrival, and I guess I might speak to you soon. I don't know how to close this out. See you next time with a baby, or maybe not. I don't know. Bye! If you loved this episode, please subscribe and leave me a little love note by tagging me at sexy underscore selfish. To check out more of the Sexy Selfish podcast or to grab some of my little goodies, head on over to the freebie hub at www.sexyselfish.com. It's totally free and it's jam-packed with hours and hours of content for you. Thank you so much for being here with me today on the Sexy Selfish Show and showing up today to become the best version of you. I'm sure you got so much out of today's episode and I know that I really did as well. If there is someone in your life who would really benefit from hearing this episode and some of the things we shared about, please share it with them right now. It's as easy as just sharing the link and you could literally change someone's life. Remember, it is time to stop delaying your happiness.